Hi, and welcome to the Tomato Timer, a podcast about learning to learn. I'm Zubair from Xenos, and I'm tuning in live with experts from around the world, asking your questions and hearing their stories, all before the timer goes off. 24 minutes and 39 seconds to go. Welcome, everyone. Episode 34 of the Tomato Timer, and today I'm joined by... I'm safe to say a maths prodigy. Um, Ivan Zelich uh, published a paper on geometry when he was still at high school. He then was recognized as a Forbes 30 under 30. He has given two TED Talks, one in Paris, one in Sydney. He is has just graduated from Cambridge University studying pure mathematics. He's back in Australia now, I think, doing some yeah. PhD future work. Um, and finally, like the most amazing thing, he's the host of Xenots Live. Um, he helps. <laughs> Uh, run some awesome GCSE lessons for us as well. So Ivan, so good to have you. Um, I don't think it's a new a new place for you, but like it's good to have you as a as a guest on our podcast. Yes, it's great to be here. It's great to have a little chat. Absolutely, about... mathematics. Um, yeah, I have to basically. say this this is this is going to be fun because um, you know we've had every type of um, graduate and expert on up till now, and I, I finally found like my. Uh, a fellow mathematician to talk yeah. to talk about. Um, so I think I want to start off right, you know, with your biggest achievement, well, not your biggest, I think I'm sure they're going to be much bigger ones along the way, but publishing a paper at, how old were you, 15, 16, 17? Yeah, I think I just turned 16, yeah. Incredible. Um, how does that even happen? Like, considering what I remember from high school math, where you just literally regurgitating exercises upon exercises of integration and differentiation. How do you even get to a point where you're thinking about mathematics at such a high level? Yeah, it's interesting, right? So um, you're right. High school, in some sense, you kind of do, do like a lot of repetition. You know, they tell you mm. how to do things and you do it. And then you, you have some exams and and those exams apparently dictate how much you know. Where, where in reality, as when reflecting back, I'm sure a lot of people realize that Doing well in those exams don't even mean that you understood what the mass behind it was anyway. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> nevertheless, I think in uh, grade nine, I think it was, I, I started getting really interested in Olympian math. Um, so I went and competed uh, and I, I went to one of the schools where you get trained to go to the IMO, mm. um, International Mass Olympiad. And when I did the exams there, so I, I actually didn't like geometry then. Uh, it was whenever I get a geometry problem, I get a bit scared. It was because um, you'd see lots like in geometry, you have to come up with really uh, clever ideas, and I I didn't really understand how you come to those ideas. You know, that was that was yeah. kind of the issue. Yeah. And in geometry, if you I wasn't good at drawing, so if I were to draw the diagram, there was no chance that I would it would be accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wouldn't I wouldn't see those those key points. So you know that I was a bit scared whenever they would come up. And then when, when I got the exam and I did the geometry part of the exam, so we had four mm-hmm. exams, number three, geometry, algebra, and, and something, and combinatorics, I think geometry was my worst one. So I tried to get better at it. Um, and so I spent all of the end of year nine just working at it. And eventually I just realized I really liked it. I liked projective geometry quite a lot. Um, and then, I don't know, it was just the combination of solving so many problems that eventually I just realized I got to a point where I um, knew what problems people couldn't solve. I mean, it was it took about two years of just solving constant problems. <laughs> then yeah. again, you know, being interested in doing it every day, almost, not really 24-7, but it was pretty close. I was thinking about <laughs> geometry quite often. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think in year 11, I met my uh, 
collaborate online. We are working on the same problem that nobody had a solution for. So we wanted to find a solution. And then we solved it after, I think, a, quite a few months of battle. And then we generalized it to a theorem. So it was okay. like this problem, because we saw that problem and another problem, another problem, we were like, these seem linked. And so they yeah. were linked if you had an idea of what the overarching theorem would be. Mm. And then and then it was just from there. Like, in reality, mm -hmm. there was no, for me, it wasn't a, a idea of I want to solve a paper. It was more like a consequence of just working really hard because I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think we got a question just now. It's like, you know, what was the thing that made you go Eureka? Um, and it seems like there definitely was this moment at the end where you where you actually solved it. But it, it sounds like yeah, it was yeah. a whole bunch of persistence, persistence and just sticking around and like working through a whole bunch of problems. Um, yeah. I think with math, there's yeah. definitely this this idea that you, you really, you know, without putting the effort in, without actually like solving hundreds of problems, it just doesn't yeah. like open that that concept that idea definitely uh, the eureka moment it was i think it was before i entered my last year it was in uh, december of it, yeah it was near christmas mm -hmm. and I, I was like it was after six months we didn't know what to do we tried many many options and so i was like okay um i know that i know we're generalizing something pretty big now yeah but I do wonder if there's a way we can relate to another problem in two different ways. So to kind of relate to two different problems and then show that they're actually equivalent. So almost like a triangle. So make yeah. it easy in one direction, make it easy in the other direction, and then prove that. So basically what I ended up doing looking at the case that was known and made it so general that it was applicable in our case as well. So I generalized everything from, from it. And so the Eureka moment was when I figured out that it could be done. Okay. Like it, it was possible that these things worked, yeah. So I checked like so many results by different authors, and I realized, oh, that this this is actually probably true. And then Zooming and I had to solve it, and so yeah, yeah. it then just fell out from there. It was like five days of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amazing. compared to six months, five days is not yeah, much. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, yeah. So I want to just like uh, this is incredible, you know, but this is very, very specific. Um, there are very few people in the world, uh, forget about mathematicians, but just 16 year olds who end up publishing a, a paper uh, in, a, in a proper academic journal. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges of maths at high school. Um, I kind of like t told you about it, right? That uh, so I in a definitely nowhere near your, your capabilities, but I was also I love my math. Um, I decided I want to study math at uni, and even then, I didn't have the, the proper support. Uh, you know, even my math teachers weren't kind of encouraging me to continue <laughs> to study it into uni. Um, even something like further math, which is like starting to become very, very popular in the UK, was really difficult, especially internationally, to to get to get to. Um, what is what would you say now that you've gone through like four years of math? What what do you think high school math is? Because I have an answer for that, but I want to hear from you first. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so just as you were saying that, it was interesting. So I've never really said this this uh, this to many people, but back when I was in year, th yeah, I think it was year three or year four. So I don't know how old you are then, but whatever age you are, um, I asked my teacher because I had searched up and I saw this Pythagoras theorem, and I wanted to like know more about it. So I asked my teacher about it, and the response from that was not to tell me or to tell, teach me or to show me where I can learn it. 
it was simply that we're not we're not going to learn it now and mm. kind of don't be a smart ass. So in some sense, when it comes to maths and people that that want to learn more in general, you know, school can be not that encouraging. And I haven't really said this much. Like I don't think my parents even know about it. So, <laughs> it, but it is an issue. Like if you want to learn more, sometimes you're not given the opportunity, and 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 so then you have to kind of find everything else on your own. Um, but that aside, you know, that might that's probably just my experience. You know, maybe I was a bit unlucky. Uh, but um, when it comes to maths, I think there is a few problems in, in high school and school in general. Yeah, I think the first thing is that it's learnt as a as a thing like regurgitate these different facts yeah. and then just apply them. Now, I think in general, people fear what they don't understand, right? Just as a general fact or, or mm. what they can't understand. If we're not teaching students that all these different formulas actually mean something and then and you can actually show that they're true in, in certain ways and, and kind of explain to them like so that they understand it properly, then that's one reason why people end up saying, yeah, I'm just not a mathematician because some people probably like to understand things from the nuts and bolts. And so that's, I have this feeling that this is why mathematics can be so feared because people come out and say, oh, I have this theorem and it, or this formula and they look pretty complex, but in gen someone thought of it and how the person thought of it is important to know, you know, what led to him discovering it. And, and sometimes it's just the genius that thinks of these things, you know, it comes out to them in their in their mind. But most of the time, it's it's mathematicians who are people, you know, they're very clever people, but they're just people who have a very clear process of how they got to the solution. And this is what we we should be fostering, I think. And so I think that there's that's one side of things. You know, there's there's people like you who are. Um, you know, struggling, we're almost stifled by their passion and, and wanting to know more, especially at places like, you know, I don't know what the correct term is, but lower school or, or when you're kind of in prep school or something like that. Um, yeah. What about what about the, flipping that coin around a little bit, um, thinking about people who are kind of immediately told that maths is not your subject? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's incredible because, you know, I'm sure you've gone out and, you know, like you've been out with friends and you're like, what do you study? I study math. And then you can see, you know, the, the kind of the reaction is like shock, horror, despair. Um, why would you be forcing yourself and going through this pain? And like that reaction is never seen for any other degree. It's only for math. You know, you tell them I'm an engineer. Okay. That's a little bit, you know, I'm a med I'm, you know, I'm studying medicine. That's fine. I'm studying anthropology or, you know, psychology. Everything is okay. You know, it's, it's just with math that there's just like a, like a like this, uh, general consensus that people just don't like it and don't want to like it either. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, 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 it like grinds my teeth a little bit because we never address the problem. You know, as you said, many times where we just accept that we're not math people rather than actually see hmm. why aren't we um, math people? And is it even, are we even allowed to say that? You know, are we allowed to yeah. go out and say that, hey, me? I, I can't um, I can't write an essay or, or I, I can't type a, a proper message or you know you can't go out and do that and math is such a fundamental part of your day-to-day -day life how can you just go about and say no I'm, that's not my thing numbers aren't my thing um, yeah I think yeah the, the, so yeah you're right what is what does it mean to be what does it mean that I can't do math so what does it mean that I can do math it's, it's actually a strange question because as you're, you're saying the same thing like you can write an essay 
and things like that. You know, we can't just say that, that you can't and just move on with your life, right? Um, and I think when it comes to maths, there's this added, so in, in you know, as, as I always say, maths is very creative. Um, and that's, that's because like, when you do end up getting to a stage where you know what, the, what everything, like the theories are, then you can be very creative. You can be like, well, what if I can connect these two together and, and, and make a, a new thing or be inspired from one area to, to the other and, and, and things like that. But almost to get to that stage, you really need to have that passion to, to, to be able to pound through uh, theories, uh, books and, and all this different literature, as well as do the problems, because otherwise you're not learning when you're doing the problems, because maths you have to kind of know, uh, be able to apply what you know as well to, to difficult situations. And so there's all these different layers that if you don't really love it, then, then maybe that's what drives people to say, well, I'm just maths isn't for me, right? Because you have to really reach a certain stage where you can, where it's almost like you have to reach the mountain or to see everything else. And then you yeah. can, and then you can go there. So yeah, maths only really gets to the creative part when, or when you know enough or, you, or you're really good at solving new problems. Yeah. Because there are problems out there that nobody knows how to solve. And so there's two ways about it. Either, either there is something that they all missed, which is usually unlikely, or you need to create something new. But, then, but, but to get to that stage, you really have to learn hundreds of years of mathematics. And yeah. I think that maybe that's the issue. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, I always, um, the other thing that I uh, kind of, when I talk about why people can't be math, why people fear it so much, I say that in many cases we are teaching it wrongly at school. And you mentioned this right off the bat. You said, you know, we're not get, we're giving them these formulas. We're giving them a black box, and we're saying that, hey, this is what you need to do. If you don't do it exactly like this, you're going to screw it up. If you, you know, if you even think about why this is happening, don't bother. I'm not going to answer this. All you need to do is take this problem, shove it into this procedure, and get an answer out of it. Um, and I, yes, there's so many people out there who don't like that approach, right? We want to know yeah. why are we doing this? Why are we why are we using this certain formula in this way? Why was the theorem? You know, how was it? How is it created? So we yeah. almost like truncate the 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 discovery. So something like differentiation and integration, you know, and that was being thought about 100 years ago. And you know, they were thinking about those. You know, is it was it Gauss or Newton or whatever? You know, they were thinking about like splitting them into little bars and taking the limits. I only got to understand, even at first year uni, I was like, oh, what does that even mean? And then it was like started kind of getting into my, I guess, my abstract conceptual knowledge. And that was when I started appreciating what I was doing mm. in high school more. Because now I realized that this, oh, um, you know, what, what are we doing? Like the product formula and integration or something like that. That's why yeah. it makes sense because this goes back to this, goes back to this, goes back to this. And when you start to yeah. learn about the kind of ingredients with which the theorem was put together, it's you appreciate it much more. Um, yeah. I want to segue just a little bit further along into Unimath um, and the jump between high school to Unimath. Uh, how did you feel about it? You were obviously going into Olympiads. Um, was it a big difference? Would you, did you think that things changed when you got there? Yeah, for me, it wasn't too difficult, but I, I, I can understand it being difficult definitely from high school for a lot of people because you jump from from a place where you're not doing any proofs and then you go really to, to a place where everything is rigorous and, and you have to learn mathematics like properly so yeah but I, I just want to just briefly add on to your point so when I said about the creative uh, mathematics in some sense you're completely right because if 
if people were showed what the creative thing is, maybe they'd appreciate it more, like the, the creative side of it, what, what people had to do in order to think about these theories. So when you say mathematics is not for me, I took it more as being a mathematician is not for me. But when you say mathematics in particular, then showing them the creative side, I think we'll definitely appreciate. It's, it's very similar to how one appreciates Shakespeare, I think, and, and yeah. chess and all these different things that require you to think of something new or like, or to solve something or solve a problem. It, you know, uh, the only difference is that sometimes in maths you can feel like there is no wrong, uh, there is no like, there is an answer, sorry. But in the humanities, on the other hand, usually yeah. there is, it can it's open-ended. One person thinks one way, one person thinks the other way, and there are pros and cons that, depending on your beliefs, you go either way. But it's not usually the same in maths unless you get really far in. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, delving back to the Unimass, yeah, I found it, I found it pretty straightforward. But I think that was only because I was also reading uni literature back in in high school. You know, yeah. it went when I could. So yeah, but how how did you find it? Did you find this a jump? Pretty pretty big jump. Um, yeah. I have to say. Um, First year math was was not the greatest for me. I was struggling big time. Uh, and considering, you know, you you come from school, uh, if you've, you know, I, I felt pretty confident about what I was doing. I was, you know, one of the only people who was doing further math in the whole country. Um, yeah. And so when you come from that position to then being thrown in the deep end and be like, oh, I don't even get what the hell's happening in in like this two hour lecture. It, it feels quite uh, intimidating and like makes you feel pretty small. Uh, and yeah, I, I felt. Yeah. I felt quite challenged by it. And I think big, the biggest thing was I'd never, I'd never been exposed to this rigor. I'd never been exposed yeah. to the fact that you can have uh, different concepts and theories built from scratch. Um, and it was such yeah. a big, big, big change. So I guess uh, to, to kind of like elaborate for our, some, some of our younger audience, um, we, we go into math saying that that's just one thing. But what we're doing at high school is mostly math the mathematical methods i guess you know we're just yeah. learning how to solve stuff uh as soon as you get into kind of uni you realize there there are two brick well there's pure mathematics and applied mathematics a lot of what we do at school is applied mathematics and not even applied just ap application of the mathematical methods uh but pure mathematics is then split into algebra and analysis and then uh kind of applied mathematics has a whole bunch of fields uh that open up um but yeah so, so even realizing those that there was this whole other way of thinking about what math is like was 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 awesome but also really intimidating because it was it was not mm. a language i was speaking at the time um yeah yeah how would you describe the the fields uh, how would you break it down the way the pure and applied uh the, the, you mean in, in pure or just masses in, in general math like in breaking general. up yeah okay um yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, so uh, what, what is pure? Pure is, I guess, mass that doesn't care about applications. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they find applications, and that's, that's an interesting part. Like, you have algebraic topology, and for a while it would have been pure, and then now people are applying it to model, like, uh, large networks and data and things, and especially, like, the brain, for example. They're, like, trying to use imaging and then use algebraic topology to figure out how the brain's wired. Which is pretty, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting when the, sometimes your mask can actually become applied as well, just yeah. depending on doing it. Uh, but yeah, there's pure and applied, and and in the different uh, kind of math sectors, statistics seems to be both pure and applied. 
because yeah. you can get very, very theoretical statistics or you can get statistics that's generally made for applying. So uh, it's, it's pretty neat. And then there's like, so I work in geometry at the mm -hmm. intersection of geometry and number theory. Uh, but um, what's interesting in maths is that uh, now it's getting so complicated. You can't really say someone is working in just one field anymore. It's some, some, someone has to know a bit about everything. And so yeah. to be able to uh, work in, in these uh, very complicated fields. So uh, it's mathematics almost is like kind of, uh, you, it see as we're learning more about it, it seems like you can't, they're more related than we thought. Yeah, so, it's almost uh, like the kind of the dichotomy of pure and applied is is broken down because you realize that there's so many applications for pure and likewise yeah. there's so much to learn from applied math to help us out in pure. Um, yeah, exactly. They're interlinked. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, in my department, I realized that this, this there was this idea that you know applied mathematicians aren't really mathematicians; they're just <laughs> like physicists with a math degree. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, I get that the people really still think that pure is the only way to go, but it's super cool. Um, I guess without like trying to like bore our uh, <laughs> our audience about our interests, it's just like fair to say that uh, what we learn at high school is is just a tiny, tiny fragment of what mathematics really yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the you know I've been I was just thinking back when I first met you, and it was like it was at that college in Cambridge. I don't even know where I'd gone. I'd, I'd I was, um, it was the night before my marathon and I'd, I'd gone out with my friend, I was, I was staying in Cambridge that night and I yeah, can't remember yeah. where we were, whose party it was or what, what whose birthday it was and we, I, was, I just met you. Um, yeah. you I think it was Andres' party. Yeah. I, like I, I know it was his party, I just don't know whose birthday it was. Yeah, it was someone like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what, what struck me was like just having that discussion with you. Um, yeah, that was really nice. As soon as we started talking about like, um, I guess like the, the the what you're working on is incredibly you know abstract and and it's really really cool. Um, I love algebraic topology, but I think what made me really kind of start to gel and understand you a little bit more, and then finally inviting you over to 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 run some lessons for us as well, is is the fact that you you appreciated that, you know, we as a society have really really. Um, given a bad name to mathematics, um, we think of it yeah. in a very negative way, and there it's it's really not the subject's fault, more 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 like the system's fault, and how we are trying to force feed it or or explain it to the youngest of our of our, yeah. of our generations. Yeah, definitely, I, I would agree with that. And yeah, I remember in our conversation as well, like um, we 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 spoke a lot about um, how we can remedy that, and I think this is what we're going to try to do with. Um, with our live sessions is to, mm. to, to be able to extend people who might be, who might want to learn more. And so, yeah, that's where we, we found a quite a bit of common ground, I think, trying to really help our subject be more um, universally accepted. <laughs> Appreciate it. I feel, I feel like we're starting a support group or, or, or like a, a, you know, save mathematics kind of concept. I think there's so much yeah. out there as well. Um, there's definitely like more appreciation as soon as like data science is coming about and more degrees are realizing realize the importance of mathematics. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about what 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 does the future look like? Um, let's say look, look at me or look at you. You know we've we've both got a master's uh, in this completely abstract subject. My parents, my relatives, no one knew what the hell I was going to do with this degree. Um, 
what do you what would you be what would how did you respond to your parents or your family members who are maybe asking the similar questions yes yeah, so i mean it's always the question you know are you going to end up being a mass professor or are you going to do something with it um uh, like something else outside of mass and and the way i see it is i well i really love mathematics so that's the reason i'm doing it uh, but when it comes to um to what's the use of mathematics is it's everywhere but it's not that mass is everywhere it's more the idea of thinking uh like very critically is very mm. useful and in mathematics you have to like you know there, there's so many books out there and, and you know i have i have to read um a, a, uh, this thing in french for example a french book and I, i'll have to figure out the, the quickest way i need to read this text in order to absorb all the information even do problems while I'm with it, which is something you don't have to do if you're just reading a book, right? Mm -hmm. And do that in the quickest way possible to, to understand what it's all about. You know, and that, that can be applied anywhere. And I think that's why lots of companies would like scientists and, and, and maybe mathematicians, because particular mathematics, you really have to be able to read a large form of literature and understand it on a deep and abstract level. So when you apply that to other, um, areas of, of life like in, in others in other disciplines it's actually quite simple it's easier if you had that way of thinking critically to, to do that i think and so when i tell what i tell my what i tell my um my girlfriend and my my family etc is that I, I think maybe i'll be a mathematician i'm not sure i i, I for now i'm definitely dead soon getting a phd because i want to pursue my area of mathematics that i love but there are many issues in the world, and um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if I have any good ideas in other in other areas to apply. Yeah. So, yeah, that that that's kind of what I say. I th I think the, the the tool of being able to to really delve into what is the problem that's what you have to do in mathematics, like go through all these little things and to nail what what is that key problem that I need to solve, and then figure out solutions to that is really important. I think. Um I have the exact same response and philosophy to you. Um, I've always said that, um, like you, I did love, I do love mathematics. Um, but at the end of the day, what made me, what really like kind of what I've got out of my degree is this, this, it's almost like a, have this like toolkit now, um, yeah. thinking and really, really being able to absorb information, um, to be able to abstractify and apply both because that's, those are the things that are crucial, right? You need to look at a problem, whether it is mathematical or it's just literally a global issue and you're looking at it, you look at the kind of, you start to break it down into its most smallest units. These these concepts are applicable in every field, you know, whether it's computer science, whether it's, I would even say it's applicable in very, very non-mathematical subjects. So the other degree that I wanted to do, uh, if I didn't study math, was going to be something like classics. So like, you can just appreciate the, the disconnect of, of the, the two things that I, I really love. But I, what I want, what I think what I'm trying to get to, like language is, it's whether it's music, whether it's art, there's such a foundational, for the, for the real, like the highest people in those fields and degrees, uh, they have that, those critical thinking skills people who are managing and leading organizations, companies, not-for-profits, yeah. they have those sets of critical skills. So um, although uh, it, it doesn't like, you know, you can't exactly say what you can do with it, there are lots of options out there. I know that there's, I'm sure you viewer, you noticed that, you know, there are, you know, the big four and big consulting companies are waiting outside the door when math students come out to give 
jobs. Uh, so there's always that if you if you're if that's what you're going to pursue. But exactly, yeah. there, there's like there's a it's really like you with a degree uh, in something so pure, you you end up becoming like you, you end up having that set of skills which really can take you anywhere in the world. Um, yeah, exactly. So, and so I want to wrap this all up uh, with kind of like a I don't know, a piece of advice or, or something that you think, you know, after everything that you've done, what would you be like either telling yourself back at, at 15, 16, or, you know, you'd like to share with, with our audience uh, specifically about, about your experiences, about what you think they should be looking at considering? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. I think um, the most important thing that I would say is to first really believe in yourself but but i'm i'm taking it more in the context of um because it's, it's a deep question and i do have i would have there's lots of things i like to say to myself earlier but i wouldn't change any course of why i did mm-hmm. um because i i think i think i really made some right decisions but also some bad ones as well but um but i learned but the key is, is to learn from them um of course. <laughs> so that's one key point of advice, learn from your mistakes and don't be afraid to make them. Uh, but also, if you stay true to who you are and, and try to understand yourself. So in some sense, you see a lot of people achieving lots of things and but, and they do it and, and they just continue at it. Um, but it's also important to understand what, what, what you feel like um, you, you love and what, what do you feel like you're good at. Um, and just stay true to that. And, and so that's difficult because if, in case you want to go into different subjects or areas and things, and maybe you, you're encouraged to go on a degree that you don't want. But if you mm-hmm. stay true to that you want, don't want to do, but if you stay true to what you believe you're strong at and passionate about, then do that and see, it, the, see the opportunities arise as they come and yeah. make use of them. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. Thank you so much, Ivan. This, that, was, that was super super insightful um and it was it was good to take you out from a behind a presentation and actually hear your your deep thoughts on on the subject yeah yeah it's a deep question and so if anyone wants any and to talk about anything just shoot us a message in the in the xenos community you know we'll we're happy to have a chat (laughs) absolutely all right then let's call it a day uh and thank you so much for joining us uh and we'll probably see you again sometime next week running our lesson (laughs) Wednesday and Friday, IGC math. Always. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us live. Um, as Ivan said, join us on Discord to find out about our next guest, to ask them questions, and just engage with an awesome bunch of people. Um, but until then, bye-bye. And that's another episode of the Tomato Timer. If you'd like to ask your questions and join us live next week, join the Xenos Discord server. The invite link is in the description. And to learn more about Xenos and how a bunch of students are on a mission of making quality education accessible to all, go to xenos.org. Bye for now.